Hello, GLers, once again. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores sponsors this unnumbered podcast. This is number three for the week, as well as Aquaside. If you want that weed-free beach, it's easy. Just get in touch with Aquaside. Wonderful, wonderful two sponsors to the Garage Logic podcast. Now, as we start the best of number three, um, I'll let you know that I did get some feedback from others. Rookie at garagelogic.com. Rookie at garagelogic.com. One special request to hear the entire call of Patrick when he was stuck in the car wash. Uh, that is audio gold. I'll try to dig that up. And there was a couple of other requests, too, that I can't come to um, my mind right now. But I'll look and uh, check the emails. Rookie at garagelogic.com. A quick reminder, uh, Table Talk with Rookie's family. Just Google that. Yes, it's a real podcast. And if you do have some downtime or you don't want to listen to after you're done listening to the best of, check out. It's about usually 45 minutes, and we have a blast doing it. And uh, I really, half the people don't believe it's real, so that's why I keep pumping it up. Table Talk with Rookie's family. You've grown up with these kids the last 25 years, so you might as well find out what they're doing now and and uh, how they treat their parents. <laughs> uh, okay, for today's best of, I got some good stuff. Uh, there is a dry ice debate. Uh, does dry ice cure dents in cars? That's a great call where uh, Sourdough Less uh, challenged uh, another guy named Harrison, I believe. That's later on. But we're going to start out. We're going to go back to April right now. And talk, Joe was talking about just what's going on right now with COVID, with everything. And he uh, got an email. We love your input, by the way. His email is gljoe at garagelogic.com. And one of the emails he said uh, really needed to be heard, so I'm going to just edit that part so you can hear that. So let's get started. Uh, Garage Logic, no numbered podcast, but uh, we do need the intro. Tony? And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You know the kid that... uh sits at the table with his dad out in Woodbury, seven-year-old kid, and he's yeah. become quite fluent yeah. in yes. uh, the Garage Logic lexicon. He uh, he told his dad last night, uh, somebody better tell him it's a leap year, so he needs 366 days to make a year. So I guess only today. <laughs> so today, oh, darn it. So today oh. we hit one year's worth of shows because yeah. this is GL366. Hey, kid, him and I, when I see you, I'm going to flick your ear. I hate smart kids. <laughs> no, I was going to say. But Such, that is, he's a GL oh, yeah, already. He really is. He he's really already is. correcting us. He really is. What I was going to say is we better be nice to him. We're all going to be working for him someday. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm detecting a great, well, uh, I guess I'm detecting a great sea change in my thinking. And I have detected that in you as the week has worn on, both on GL here and on Twitter. Well, the, the task I face is blending libertarian thinking with reality. And many GLers who write very well 
and they write compelling arguments as to why I have not been skeptical enough and that they they sense I'm only beginning to pull myself out of that hole that I slipped into. Yeah. And the advantage they have over me is that many of the best emails I get pointing out what they consider to be the folly of governors telling us what we can and cannot do is their tremendous grasp of mathematics. They're able to look at these figures and break them down and come up with uh, the stark realization that, you know, we're essentially destroying the entire economy for very small percentages of, of deaths and illnesses and that most people who get this recover. Uh, that we've been allowed to be led by the nose uh, that we've been trained to be thoroughly frightened. We've been, we've been hectored by a willing news gathering institution that, uh, never lets these crises go to waste with their headlines. And so I'm constantly finding myself in the position of, of balancing a, a lot of these great thoughts from GLers with the reality of this, uh, still being essentially unknown, uh, the results of this uh, being essentially unknown. I mean, you know, you can let your imagination go. You can see this sweeping across the prairie and killing 500,000 of us. But that isn't happening. It's not happening. So I don't even know where to begin with some of these emails. One was so great, we emailed the guy. Uh, asking him to call us, and he has not responded yet. But isn't the the very reason that the numbers are low is precisely because we have been practicing socially distancing? Did I say that right? Because the the prediction prior to that, uh, when these kids were all on the Florida beaches and not, you know, that was the prediction. That's when they went up saying, oh, we're going to be in big trouble. But then as soon as they got these kids off the beaches and told everybody to stay home, that is when it didn't stop, but it slowed it. It slowed their projections down and, quite a bit. And I and I sympathize with those that have lost their jobs and have lost income. And I, I get I get that, and I get the frustration of the economy slowing significantly down. I get all that. But if if health professionals, I'm, I'm taking the politicians out of it. If the health professionals are the ones saying, "Listen, we have to do this, or we're going to be screwed," I'm going to listen to them. Yes, but let's put health professionals into context. I believe Fauci, and I believe Osterholm. I believe they are exalted in their fields. But uh, a guy in the medical business told me uh, they're like oncologists. You get cancer. They only have one thing in mind. They're going to kill the cancer. They don't care what it does to you. They don't care if it makes you end up looking like you're 90 years old and you're only 30. God bless them. They have one goal in mind, to defeat the cancer. Okay. And, and Which is, okay, I have no fault with that, but that's what they do. Come hell or high water, they're going to kill the cancer. That's what they live for, and, and God bless them. And you could make the same argument about Fauci and Osterholm. They're going to kill this virus. They're going to get to the bottom of it. They're not economists. Their their life's work is devoted to health. Their life's work is devoted to 
eradicating the plagues of the likes of COVID-19. That's what they do. And because that's what they do, and it seems so powerfully important, we have seen it trump, maybe, lowercase t. We have seen it trump what many people are beginning to point out to me is some common sense and logical solutions. And that we have, we have rolled over to the extent where we're just uh, willingly accepting whatever we've been told. Uh, so far, are we on the right track? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's. This is the guy we tried to reach, and he's not responded. This might answer a lot of questions. I wanted to find out who this fellow is, Jonathan Lindahl. Uh, I wanted to know what he did for a living because I'm finding his words terribly compelling. And it's a long email. You want to hear it? Yes. Sure. I mean, if yeah, if this is pivotal, absolutely. Hi, Joe, 20-plus listener and big fan. I'm not going to be one to sling hyperbole about abandoning the show. I'm assuming I'll be loyal until the very end. However, I am one of the many who are very frustrated and quite perplexed with the perspective you and the crew have taken the past several weeks regarding COVID. I have two main points to hopefully articulate, the first containing several sub-points, specifically critical and perhaps biting, the second a somewhat more philosophical attempt to connect some dots. This week, you've finally taken a more skeptical view of government overreach, focusing more, though, on the obvious issues in other states such as Michigan. I sense you're finally willing to consider some skepticism in regards to the path Governor Walls is leading us down. However, you then often quickly redirect with the vastly oversimplified disclaimer of we can't ignore the fact that social distancing works. But you can't also ignore these facts. Walls told us on March 25th is in his announcement of the initial two-week order that is that this is not a disease for which we can stop the spread, that we can only hope to slow it and flatten the curve. He told us clearly and pointedly that we needed to shelter tightly for two weeks in order to push the curve both down and out and give the government and healthcare industry time to ramp up necessary infrastructure requirements. That approach seemed reasonable, and I think most Minnesotans understood the objective and appreciated the opportunity to sacrifice in the name of public good. However, then things changed dramatically. Data locally and nationally started to show that all the apocalyptic modeling had been incredibly inaccurate. Only a week and a half into the order, the numbers for Minnesota cases, hospitalization, ICU needs, and mortality were better than Walls could have fathomed possible. And because of the inherent lag time in the data, it was obvious that most social distancing impact on those numbers had come not from the order imposed on March 25th, but from the less stringent public guidelines and restaurant bar restrictions from earlier in March. Consequently, what should have been his message coming out of his two-week order was that we had completed what we needed to do, at least in its most stringent form, and that because the numbers were looking so surprisingly positive, we were now in a position where we could start to smartly and tactically open up segments of the economy. Instead, what does he do? He totally alters his story from two weeks prior. He says that the data shows that distancing is working, and thus we simply need to continue as is. He proudly attributes the improved numbers solely to distancing, 
even though distancing had already been baked into the previous overblown projections. And he stresses his reliance on some internal and uniquely Minnesota model, which apparently doesn't come close to matching any of the other more recently revised models. He warns that even with distancing, his data shows, best case, 6,000 deaths in Minnesota, but upwards of 36,000. And this is right at the time that all other modeling is starting to predict no more than 40,000 to 50,000 deaths nationally. So right now, at a time when most agree that the bulk of the country is at, nearing, or past its peak, Minnesota is at a grand total of 87 deaths, with the median age being 88 years old. And Walls is basing policy off of some data showing that we will still have thousands, if not dozens of thousands of deaths statewide, with our peak still months away. And he has the gall to tell us that now the new criteria for rolling back the restrictions. Something about testing and tracking and waiting for the vaccine because we're smart and caring people doing it the Minnesota way. Totally moving the goalposts with no indication of any reasonable plan for how or when to lessen restrictions that are now destroying far more lives than the virus. So far, so good? Yep. Key points. Key points. Number one. Social distancing works, but we've proven, but we've proven we can do it effectively with some semblance of normalcy, and it doesn't require an order. A government that encourages proper behavior is far more effective than one that mandates it. Note, please don't let Reavers jump in at this point to say that there are too many idiots out there who won't do it voluntarily. Well, what about the, sho- the idiots? Ooh, the, show's, the show's intelligence quotient takes a sizable hit every time he opens his <laughs> mouth. And right wow. now, right now, you guys don't have much in reserve. <laughs> number two, number two, number two, we have the... We have to fight back against the inertia that was generated by the initial erroneous models. The fear and panic that started to roll downhill because of them appear to be firmly embedded in our national psyche and policymaking. Case in point, we are at 87 deaths in the entire state, and you guys are debating whether or not you'd go to a restaurant when they reopen. Seriously? Number three. The healthcare and disease experts that you keep touting, granted, need to have a very prominent seat at the table, but this is bigger than them. If they had their way, we would shut down society until we killed this thing. There's my uh, oncologist analogy. That's their job. That's their mindset. But this is a matter of balancing priorities and objectives. Government leaders must approach a crisis like this, not just tactically, but with a strategic cost-benefit mindset. Number four, this is a dangerous world. We cannot and should not have the expectations that the government must protect us from everything. As a society, if we wanted to, we could implement drastic changes that would save extensively more lives than what our crippling behavior is accomplishing now versus COVID. We could significantly lower speed limits to save far more lives from traffic deaths. We could ban alcohol to save far more lives from associated deaths from that addiction. We could eliminate fast food or eradicate far more deaths from diabetes and obesity. And every winter and spring, we could institute similar distancing measures to save what's looking like it will be far more lives from the typical influenza season. We could do all of these things, but we don't. Why? Liberty. For better or worse, we make our decisions. We draw our lines in the sand and we decide if we are willing or unwilling to cross them. This corona crisis is no different than those other ones, but for some reason, we seem to be playing by different rules of logic. Number five, 
And Joe, as you start to move further towards some skepticism on this, you seem to be led by certain pet notions which catch your attention. You argue that there's no harm in golfing, or who's to tell me that buying a garden tool isn't essential, or what's the risk in boating? You are picking certain items and rationalizing the relative safety or danger of each, when in reality it should be the principle that matters. What right does government have in shutting any of it down, especially when it's obvious that we can do this as smart citizens and businesses working voluntarily and responsibly in tandem with government, not under its seemingly illogically selective authority? And finally, to the more philosophical, broader point. From the start, the national response has had politics written all over it, and that should have been immediately obvious to you. Yes, we needed to take this seriously, very seriously, but the mystery loves drama. It thrives off fear and the corresponding notion among far too many that only government and bureaucracy can help us get through times like this. It frustrates the heck out of the left that the combination of economics, commerce, industry, and individualistic thought and energy, not to mention religion and faith, are the driving public forces in the world and that everything else must align around and react to them. Their worldview, their instincts, come from a different direction, one that desires, relies on, and thrives off collective thought, collective responsibility, and collective control and command. Thankfully, they have to constantly fight this uphill battle against those more natural and prevalent forces of capitalism and individualism. Only two more paragraphs. However, how, excuse me. However when something like this crisis arises, they see opportunity. Concepts around public health may seem natural and necessary to all in times like this, but to euphorians, it's more than that. It's a chance to grab more power than otherwise possible. This is their sweet spot. It aligns perfectly with their instincts and their character, and they are not going to miss the chance to use it, perhaps even wielding it like a hammer. And they are not going to naturally just set it down when it's over. It may be a conscious thing with many of them, for others, maybe even walls included, if you want to give him that benefit of the doubt. It may just get instinctual. But either way, it's real, and it's palpable, and it's dangerous. The ability for the left to shut down commerce and whimsically decide what segments of our society should continue is not a heavy burden to their politicians and bureaucrats. It's an enticing and thrilling opportunity. So when your listeners complain to you and say, where's the mayor's skepticism on this? It's because you've taught us well over the years. However, now for some reason on this one, even though most of us are able to see the big picture, you've been missing the forest for the trees. This isn't about someone in power deciding whether or not it should be safe for you to buy a rake at the hardware store or to put a motor on your boat. It's about how much liberty we as a society are unilaterally willing to give up for some hazy and uncertain prospect of communal safety. It's about logicians pushing back when we see such craziness take hold. Sincerely, Jonathan, Plymouth, Minnesota. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of... I think that's a terribly compelling piece it's, of writing. It's a, it's a great. Wow. I, I read it earlier, and it's it's a very good email. Very compelling piece of writing. Yep. So basic. So summarizing what he's saying is, the left will use this to take great license, and we have to remember that we are still full of common sense and can't get caught up with that. And where I've been hesitant is to accuse uh, Tim Walls of that. Uh, and I'm still hesitant. I, I, uh, 
I, I know Walls uh, died in the wool uh, Democrat, but I've been willing to overlook political affiliations during the last two months. Well, yes. doesn't it just basically boil down to your own personal choice? I mean, if, if you're if you're comfortable with opening everything back up, you're going to make the personal choice of whether or not you go to a social gathering or whether or not you decide to take your family somewhere. But the point the point the emailer Jonathan was making is that you are not you don't own. That decision. That's right. That decision has been surrendered to the state. There's one fact here that you guys, and as far if I remember right, um, Jonathan, that's his name, right? He yep. didn't yes. mention. The whole goal of this in the first place was to keep hospital beds and emergency rooms open. Yes. And so far, we have. Yes. The big worry, the big worry is if there's no social distancing, we're going to overwhelm those institutions, and people are going to be dying in tents. Now, we heard early on, a month ago, last month, um, and from my uh, sister-in-law particularly, uh, she, she works in a hospital in uh, in Seattle, they were completely overwhelmed, and all their beds were full. Her daughter works in a hospital in Idaho, same situation, all the hospital beds taken. So I think it, it, we have to look at... How many hospital beds do we have open and available right now, and sh- what should we do about that? Should should we let the hospitals fill up more, or should we stay as we are? What do we do? Isn't think, that a valid argument? Of course. Uh, I think the emailers, but this is why we tried to reach him. I would love to have him on the air. For all I know, he's a, a school teacher, or for all I know, he's a statistician, or for all I know, he's a lawyer or a doctor. I have no idea who he is. It would have been... I, I wish we could have gotten him to respond. I well, think his answer. I think his answer to that would have. I, I think he clarified that in his words. He said, uh, "It's up to us to be responsible." GLers keep calling and asking uh, the Grunhoffers people if Reavers has taken all the meatloaf. If Reavers isn't, someone is. The crew at Grunhoffers prior to the Fourth of July, and I'm sure there'll be some left after the Fourth of July, made 500 pounds of meatloaf. That's amazing. Spencer sent uh, Chris Reavers a picture of the meatloaf coming out of the smoker. And it was all in stock for the 4th. But the 4th doesn't end your grilling season. Consider the bone-in tomahawk ribeye steaks. These steaks are about 3 pounds each and two and a half inches thick, not to mention the brats, the burgers, the salmon, the jerky, the chicken, the steak. You know the grill. You know the drill, GLers. It's, uh, it's the GLers Palace of Meat. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats on Highway 61 right at the north end of Hugo. And I'm just reading an email from... Uh, the chief, who said he loves the pit smoke, Q and bacon, cheese curd brats, along with some medium-rare New York strips. Is, uh, I tell you what, you're going to be grilling outside again all summer long. Get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Minnesota business owners have had it rough the past few months. Here in Sioux Falls, we've been doing things differently. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You'll find that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business, and we have talented people ready to go to work for you. All in a place with short commutes, safe streets, available buildings, fewer taxes, and higher profits. Moody's has reaffirmed South Dakota's AAA credit rating, the highest available, citing the state's stable economic outlook and smart handling of coronavirus impacts. Sioux Falls has the people you need to succeed and the freedom you want to operate your business. 
If you want to be open for business, expand or relocate your company to Sioux Falls. Discover relief from excessive restrictions and costs. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Discover better business and a better life in Sioux Falls. You can learn more at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Back to the best of Garage Logic podcast. We're going to switch gears here. We're going to get off the COVID topic and we're going to go way back when Joe learned of a group that was trying to change the way we do birthday parties. So last night I had to go out uh, about 8.30. Yes. And get the milk. Oh. They're out of milk. All right. You know. I was out that same time. What are you going to do? Yeah. You got to go get it. I went to the seventh ring of hell to buy it, too. I'm not going to tell you what that is. Oh, was it a convenience con- store? Yeah, you can, get ga- to- and you can get gas there. As far as I'm concerned, that would be what hell is like. <laughs> I'm not kidding. To me, that would be okay. an eternal damnation. <laughs> I don't even know. Are you paying a better price there or more? More. Yeah. You got to get the rewards card. Ding, ding. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that. So anyway, I'm coming home, and I see a big television truck. Might have been Channel 5. Mm-hmm. Big, one of the big satellite yeah. trucks. Yeah. Actually, I saw it on the way, and I started thinking. And on the way home, I looked again, and sure enough, there's the big satellite television truck parked in front of Highland Park Junior High School in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And a line of parked cars, and it hit me. I know what all of this is. What is it? This is the uh, birthday party causes stress meeting. Uh, you heard about yeah, this story? Yeah, yeah. In fact, when you when I was reading your column the other day, out loud, my wife said, "Oh, that's the guy from ECFE, the butterfly class." Yeah, that's butter. That's Mr. Butterfly. Yes. Todd Seabury Colin. Uh-huh. I've known him for years. Mm-hmm. There's a group of women. In case you have not heard this story. It was first uh, uh, revealed in the uh, in a neighborhood newspaper, the Highland Villager. There's a group of women in St. Paul who have determined or have decided that throwing birthday parties for their kids uh, causes them stress and anxiety. So they have sought counsel uh, from a variety of Professionals, mm-hmm. among them a uh, teacher with the ECFE program in St. Paul, Early Childhood Family Education Program, mm-hmm. the butterfly class, I call it. Yeah, I got uh, kid number fours in there right well, I now. I guess a lot of mothers take their kids to it. Yeah. I have no comment on that whatsoever. No, I know. I know. We've know. had fun with it over the years. So. And these women, uh, they apparently also take their children to these ECFE classes. And, and uh, one day, one of the gals said that she was uh, beside herself with the stress brought about, you know, the demands placed on the young modern mother to to throw the, the right kind of birthday party. And uh, it turns out that what's really, uh, what's at the bottom of this is that what's happening now in in America, and I, I was unaware of this, and then having become aware of it, I said, these people are nuts. What, what has happened is that uh, apparently what a lot of uh, families are doing is playing a game of one-upsmanship. Yeah. You got homie the clown, 
doing a few card tricks and pulling a quarter out from behind a kid's ear. If you were lucky. And then you go, and then your kid goes to some other kid's party, and that mother's, you know, brought in the cast from rent. You know, there's an orchestra pit. <laughs> There's a cake the size of a Buick station wagon mm-hmm. there, you know. And oh, then get the party bags. Oh, and then party bags. And it's just utter B as in B, S as in S. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Downing, who uh, is a frequent uh, emailer to this show and a, a guy who uh, is as bemused by this stuff as I am, he uh, he got onto this and we talked about it. And I ended up doing a column about it. And then... Uh, it, it turns out they had their big meeting last night. They had a meeting at which they brought in a speaker from the University of Minnesota. Well, it turns out Downing went to this meeting last night. He's emailed me. He went to it, and he heard the professor, William Doherty, who he was found uh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, he found the professor interesting. And Downing stumbled on something extraordinary. I'm going to read it to you in a moment. Okay. I'm giving you the background. The background is we have living among us here in in the Twin Cities, in the United, the freest country in the world, Mm -hmm. women, I call them women of apparent means. If they didn't have the apparent means, they wouldn't be hiring the chef to make the dinosaur birthday cake, you know. (laughs) So who quite literally – are incapable of reining in themselves. You know, they've decided right. they've decided that throwing extravagant birthday parties is unduly burdensome. It's uh, it creates pressure. Uh, they don't want to uh, they don't want to have their kid be thought poorly of because they only had the Rolling Stones. You know, and the next family has resurrected all four Beatles, you know. <laughs> right. So so they, they feel put upon. And rather than be able to do anything about it, they've decided to become victims. Mm. And when you become a victim, then you get to address the government for your grievances. Mm-hmm. I say government because... ECFE is paid for with tax dollars. I'm not suggesting that the taxpayers of St. Paul are are paying uh, uh, outrageous amounts of money for these women to officially fret. But the point is, they've they started a website and they brought in professionals and they sit around and drink coffee and look very sincere to each other. And they're very worried that they've they've they're, they're actually oh oh just in time just in time you you've got you've got mothers whose kids are going off for a third tour in Iraq if they want to get together mm-hmm. and explain confess to each other the stress they feel that's one thing but these are mini driving euphorian basket cases so anyway the first salvo that they fired in their efforts to control themselves 
is that they had a big meeting. A meeting opened to the public last night, and, and Downing went to it. And he has his own uh, a blog. I hate that term, but that's what they're called. And he, so he writes a column, and, and uh, he sent me one. And he made an extraordinary discovery. These are essentially garage logic people trapped in euphoria. These are garage logicians trapped in a euphorian mindset. And I think he has stumbled onto something absolutely fantastic. Would you like to hear? I would like you to expound on this. And you're uh, you with uh, a young family involved. We've done everything from ponies. We've we've rented ponies. Well, you're a for sap kid number three. But but okay. But, also, but the distinction is you're not worried about it. I'm not because we've also gone on a hike in Minnehaha Falls with with no outside. It was just a fun hike. Well, so we've gone we've done high and low. Well, I wrote about it Sunday and mm-hmm. just to purposely. Uh, light a fire under these basket cases. I said, give the kids cap guns and let them shoot each other. Because <laughs> yes. I'm sure that the euphorian mother would be abhorrent of of gunplay. No, you know? that would be that's a, that's I think. Let them advice. shoot each other. I'm not worried about birthday. Parties. Let them hide behind a TV and fire it. Bang the, bang. You know, boom. But I but I can't wait to hear this. Well, anyway, so Downing goes to this last night and writes as follows: Last night I went to the meeting about big birthday parties. And he had previously written about this. So his readers know what he's talking about. I was in for a surprise. I expected maybe two dozen people, but there were well more than 100. And I saw it last night when I was on my milk run. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw the TV truck. They even got TV there. I stole milk in the back seat. This had become a media event. A news crew from, oh, it was Fox 9. A news crew from the local Fox 9 station was there, and it made their news program last night. But that's not all. There was a crew from ABC uh, News Magazine 2020. The speaker, Professor Dr. William Doherty of the University of Minnesota, said he had been fielding media inquiries since 6 a.m. Folks, I am talking to you about birthday parties. A delayed broadcast of the meeting is also scheduled for the St. Paul School's cable channel 16 on January 24 and other times, but I'm uninterested in promoting it, so I'm not going to read what Downing wrote here. I found Dr. Doherty to be an excellent speaker. He was both informative and entertaining, a combination not found in enough professors. The topic of his presentation was parenting wisely in a too-much-of-everything world. So it wasn't just about birthday parties, but about a bigger picture and how birthday parties gone wild are one part of that. To be fair, put in that context, the subject didn't seem as ridiculous as the newspaper stories about birthdays without pressure made it seem. That's the name of their group, Birthdays Without Pressure. Dr. Doherty began by asking people to give examples of what they see as too much regarding children. Some of the answers from the audience included too many TVs, obesity, midnight hockey practice, advertising directed at children, too many presents, Two grown-up, sexy, revealing clothing for little girls. Well, then don't dress your kid in it, you moron! Overscheduling of kids, too much homework, video games, too much lack of respect and manners. It struck me that many of these complaints are not really new, Downing writes. 
They may just be updated to reflect current trends and new technologies. If you go back to the 1970s, the 1950s, the Jazz Age, all the way back to Shakespeare, the Bible, and Plato, I think you'll find many of the same complaints about what's wrong with the kids these days. Indeed, a generation ago, people were saying the same things about those sitting in the audience. Dr. Doherty then asked us to discuss with the people next to us the reasons for these excesses. Mm -hmm. After a few minutes, people shared with the entire group the causes they had identified. I was glad to hear that others also identified my primary reasons, high disposable income and two-income families, other vast prosperity, in other Mm -hmm. words. Other reasons offered were parents competing against each other with their children as proxies, and parental insecurity about raising successful children, which leads to overindulgence. It was also pointed out that there are fewer children per family these days, which makes it easier to spoil them. Someone mentioned a culture of individualism and a turning away from God, which, unfortunately, Dr. Doherty seemed to want to distance himself from. Well, after all, he is a professor. (laughs) He couldn't really get into theology. (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you keep it ready i need it as it's an antidote it was also uh, okay these were all pretty good reasons and i agreed with them i was impressed because i was sure this was a pretty progressive group in attendance translation liberal democrats but as if to make sure i wasn't disappointed there were a couple of anti-bush related reasons offered the devaluing of the dollar in China, which lets, us, which lets us buy cheap goods, and that after 9-11 we were told to go shopping. Shopping available 24-7 was also offered as a reason for too much. We can get whatever we want whenever we want. We don't have any limits imposed on us. A suggestion to bring back blue laws to keep stores closed on Sundays was met with applause, to which Downing notes parenthetically, this was the strangest moment of the evening. A crowd of people, a majority of whom I suspect would say that President Bush is shredding the Constitution and taking away their civil liberties, applauding the idea of the government closing stores on Sundays after earlier applauding the idea of banning advertising. Right now at Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, right there on the southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36, tremendous summer deals on all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens. 0% for 72 months and 120-day payment deferral on all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new flagship, the Atlas Cross Sport by Volkswagen. Uh, a tremendous, tremendous vehicle. I read the review of it by the world's greatest car writer, uh, Dan Mc, uh, Dan Neal in the uh, Wall Street Journal. But here's what you do. You can make your own personalized sales appointment. Go to, their, uh, go to the three websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you uh, are most interested in. They'll have it waiting and ready for you. Sanitized, of course, and then you can take your test drive. It's a lot of summer left, a lot of great driving left. Also, remember this. There's uh, 60%, uh, I'm sorry, 0% for 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. That's Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. This is Patrick James Stephen Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, we all hope, think about this. 
There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500, and the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of them. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. The experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. Back to the best of Garage Logic Podcast. We're going all the way back to March when uh, there was a question arose um, to a gentleman online as to how he would like to quarantine. The guys had some fun with that. And then Joe really, really was wrestling with a name approval. Let's uh, let's pick it up right where we left off. Hey, Joe, uh, I don't know if you if you realize yeah, let's do it. just how bad uh, things have gotten with, you know, people being quarantined inside their own home. Yes. Uh, but Kenny stumbled upon a video that he just put on Twitter uh, huh? of, of, about the coronavirus. I think you should take a quick listen. All right. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B, B. <laughs> Whatever happened to me is do do the, do it again do it again. All right, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you a quarantine with your wife and child, or b? b? <laughs> That's almost as good as our donut video. Over Isn't the that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Don't care what B is. I'm taking it. Boys, uh, as your mayor, I've uh, had to preside over many controversies here in the seat of Gumption County. You've got a big one now, my friend. I, uh, I, uh, I'm I, really in it with this. Uh, the name of the young oh baby, yes. uh, Briar. Uh, let's hearken back to yesterday. I got the email. From her grandfather, uh, Bruce Carlson, I, I said yesterday, it's always a bit of a off-putting situation when you hear from the grandfather. And, of course, he was lobbying intently for approval of the name. And I, I have continued to give it to Duluth Double Foghorn. And I cannot believe what's weighing in. Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey uh, notes that all you have to know is that for justification, they mentioned some B-list Hollywood people who also named their kid Briar and a fictional storybook character. Stick to your guns, Mayor. The next thing you know, these poor people will be considering Bud, Twig, Root, and Stump Uh-oh. when naming their future sibling. Oh, oh, Bud yeah. Grant. Bud Suchere. Uh, way to hold fast on the Briar name ruling. These attention grabbers need to know the beauty of the double Duluth pushing back in Iowa. Bruce Sodal. I'm getting somewhere, don't worry. Okay. Uh, Derek, Joe, I'm with you. There's no way in hell that I'm legitimizing a name based on a bleeping Disney character. Okay. Uh, These all seem to weigh in your favor, Joe. Well, not this one. Briar Fisher writes, 
I've been listening to the show for many years. I used to be a listener. <laughs> I have missed the show the last two days, but my husband is currently playing the part of the show where you are getting flack for your ruling on the name Briar. I can't believe you have double Duluth my name. I, for obvious reasons, ask you to change your ruling. I'm a 48-year-old woman, wife and mother of four, and have been proud of my name for my whole life. I get nothing but compliments on such a unique name. My mother's only sibling had a roommate in college with the name, and when my mother heard it, she liked it so much, she used it for me, her seventh child. If that does, if that does not convince you that Briar is not just some trendy millennial name, my husband, who is a former Marine infantry officer, stands ready to come down there and kick your ass. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need such conflict in times like these. Reverse the ruling. Keep pushing back. Sincerely, Briar Fisher in Duluth. Well, I got to take a beating into account. <laughs> I guess. I got to take a beating into account. I, I know I would. How do we reverse the foghorn? Mike writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Joe, you're heckling by the opponents of your ruling is all the more reason to stick to your guns and hold fast to your ruling. It is a sign of the modern times that if people don't have it their way, they throw a fit and explain why they should be an exception to the rules or norms. The fact is, the choosing of precious new names is a modern affectation of Karens and Brads who want to see the manager when things don't go their way. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> name, name your kids Bonnie or Rick, and there will be no problems. Mike in South Dakota. Uh, all right. And finally, from Robert Grams, Briar appears to be a more popular name than Joe in Minnesota. In recent years, Briar appears to be a more popular name than Joe in Minnesota without, with, with about four in 10,000 births. This is according to the Star Tribune, How Popular Is Your Name in Minnesota? I am following your recent ruling with interest. Keep up the good work. Let me hearken back to the grandfather. I don't think he is the patriarch of a family that has done so, naming a child Briar, that has done so purely for getting attention for himself, the family, or the new arrival. Uh, they sound like grounded people who are merely civilly and politely asking that I reconsider mm -hmm. my decision to Duluth double. Uh, that, and based on hearing from a number of briars, not the least of whom is married to a Marine infantry officer who will beat the crap out of me. Right. <laughs> I hereby reverse the ruling. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I applaud you. I know many GLers are really, really going to be disappointed in me, but they're not the one facing the physical threats. Right. Right? You're so right. Uh, Briar is approved. Uh, where's Seth? Uh, Bruce, I'm sorry. Bruce, I hope you're happy now. Briar Joy Akaliza Carlson. I, is a, is approved. I predict that we have not heard the last from the GLers. Well, I'm sure that my my uh, my critics, uh, of whom there are many, <laughs> are going to uh, are going to be uh, weighing in and uh, letting me have what for uh, because I uh, I reverse the ruling, and I know that I that's very rare in GL to reverse rulings. The only other time we got in this much trouble was when we called for a, a garage door opener oh, yes. when it was not appropriate. That was last year, wasn't it? No, it was about 10 years ago. Uh, well, we got in trouble last year.
Mm-hmm. Because, oh, because of the live broadcast. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, and some of those people that disagree with you, Joe, are actually working on your own cabinet. Uh, they're there with you every day. Yeah, inside in mayor, your own home, in the mayor's office. Um, some well, you got that right. Some in your own home, some uh, on your cabinet in your office, and they only see you during work hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, for myself, I reject wholeheartedly the whole concept of okaying names. I think uh, you name that kid whatever you want. I couldn't care less. Yeah, well, Kenny, you're late to the party in Garage Logic, and this goes back to Patrick and I. I know. Uh, uh, I was there. I, exorcising, I doodled. It really has its foundation in the disapproval of doodled names. And from a technical standpoint, you could look at the name Briar and say that is not doodled. It's not a doodled version of some other name. Times, they do a change, and uh, sometimes those changing times require people to change with the times. Well, you get your own show then, and don't approve names. (laughs) If you own a lake home, or you got the old swimming hole or pond on your property, get a hold of my friends at Aquaside. Aquaside has been helping people maintain nice lake shores for 60 years. They have a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to unidentified vegetation to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, your family, and that whopper crappie you're going to catch at the end of the dock. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. You don't need to. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company, by the way, at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. You have no reason to have weeds on your beach this summer. It's going to be a long, sweltering, great summer of swimming. Call Aquaside, aquaside Aquaside.com. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. It Just check out their website right now chillboys.com there you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts sunglasses whatever you want go online right now here's the coolest part if you have an order over 40 dollars, it ships fast and free in the united states yeah anywhere they're a local minnesota company and they are so happy to be part of the garage logic family they also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now so do like we did become a part of the chill boys family whether you want the performance the bamboo it doesn't matter you're going to really be happy with your purchase at chill boys brand on twitter the best of garage logic podcast continues this goes back to the old radio show days and there was a huge debate after a hailstorm whether or not dry ice could fix the dents from the hail. It got pretty heated. Uh, have a listen. This is the best of Garage Logic. Regina. Yes. Hi. Hi. Is this uh, Joe? Yes. Am I on the air? Yes. Ooh, I can pluck our business, but I don't need to because we are so busy. No, I don't want you to then. Okay. (laughs) 
But you were told, my husband called me, he heard you, he listens to you all the time as he's working on these hell damaged cars. Right. And he says, call Joe and tell him about the, who he is, and do you have a gas tank on your motorcycle? Mm, well, it's, it's, uh, that's, it's long okay. gone now. This was years ago. Okay, then. Or a long couple gone. years ago. Yeah. Why? He, why? Would he have fixed it for me? For you? Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> now I got everything. Is he the original I, guy? Is I he did. the original dent guy? Yes. Is he the guy Klobuchar wrote about? Yes. Okay, that That's seemed to have that seemed to have set off the whole deal. What's his name? Jurgen. Oh, okay. And he, my name is Regina. Regina. And we two Germans living out of Minatrista. Are you? Are you? Do you help? Do you help Jurgen? Yes, I'm the boss. Hey, Regina, meine Mutter managed the tank, Stella. The managed is not a German word. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> meine Mutter is uh, my mom. What is runs or manage? Manage is an American word. Well, what, what's well, what the, is it in German? Why do you say my mom runs a gas station? Meine Mutter gehört eine Tankstelle. Well, that sure as hell isn't the way you've been saying it all these Manage years, is it? better to say, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So Jürgen's pretty busy is what you're telling me. He's always busy, even if there's no hell damage. But now with the hell damage everywhere, he's very busy, and we appreciate all of our customers. Can he do a hail damage car? And you don't have to repaint it? No paint. This we don't guy. paint. This is... How'd the Germans let go of Jürgen? Well, he kind of got out just in time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He learned it at the BMW factory in Munich. Do you do it as well, or do you just no, keep the he books? he teach women. He, he doesn't. No, because well, he's my kind of guy. Yeah. He says women can't do that kind of stuff. Of course they can't. Women should be at home cooking meals for there the man go. who comes home after a hard day of fixing dents. You're absolutely right, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got to have his beer and a schnapps. <laughs> but preferably not before he tries to take the dents out of no, the car. No, yeah. after. Yeah. In America. In Germany, they do it the other way around. That's why he's over here. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Regina. Hey, thank you, Joe. Uh, take care. All Bye. Right. Bye. Harrison. Yeah, I worked for 22 years for a Lincoln dealership. All right. We take the dents out of the car. We get 85% of them out by just putting them out in the hot sun and take a little piece of dry ice and put the center of the dents. They'll pop right out. Come on. Try it. Well, I don't have any dents. Well, we, that's how we clean them out up there. We get 85% of them out after the insurance guy went through. You're telling me about you're you're confessing a scam to me, aren't you? Yeah, well, I don't work there. I'm retired. Now. <laughs> no wonder our rates are so high. Yeah. It's all you guys with dry ice. Yeah, dry ice. You could, or else you put a bucket of ice cubes, and put dry ice with it to keep them real cold and real dry. Right. Pick the ice cube up and set it right in the center of the hot dent, and they pop right out. I wonder what law of physics is at work here. I think it shrinks the metal. Holy cow. Ask some of your customers to try it. No, I've heard this before. I've heard this before now that you mention it. And uh, it seems to me I'm uh, stupid enough to have tried it on something, but it didn't work. Well, if you put, if you don't have a, a hot sun, you just put a hot lamp on them. Today would be the day to do it, in other words. Yeah, get it out in a hot sun, 90 degrees weather like this. You just take that ice and put it right in the center of the dent. You can just hear it pop and see it shrink right up. Holy cow. What a nifty trick. And it don't break the paint. It don't crack the paint. That's amazing. 
You know, none of the original paint anyway. If you've got a cheap enamel job on there, sometimes you'll get a little spider webbing around it. Right. But it's already stretched anyway. But 90, 85 to 90 percent of your dents will come right out of it. So what you're telling me is I could get up to Friendly Chevrolet, buy the car I want, take it home, and start putting ice all over it. Yeah. Just so you put it exactly on the center of the dent, it'll raise right out. Just a minute. Uh, uh, who is this, Harrison? Yeah. Yeah, just a minute. Sourdough. Hey, Joe. You're on with Harrison. That guy's out of his mind. Well, he's on the air with you. You tell him, not me. You're out of your mind. I've been writing estimates for 28 years of my life. That's about as crazy as saying that you can't go in the water for 45 minutes after you eat because you'll get cramps. Dry ice does not take out dents. Try have some of the customers call. That's not an insurance investigator or somebody that hasn't been made a fool of. Just a customer out in the street, have them try it and then call in. Now, it doesn't work. It does though. not work. There is no way we've that you can take a dent out of a car with dry time. ice. It just doesn't work. If you think if that worked, don't you think that by now the insurance industry would have picked up on that and there would be dry ice centers all over the United States? Can't get dry on? ice right now. Yeah, we, we picked up regular ice cubes and we put it in a buck, uh, cooler. Take the ice cubes if they're real cold, put them right on there. Have, have a... Any customer out there, just give you a call and try it. See who's the damn fool. <laughs> All right, man. Well, and don't go Thanks. swimming 45 minutes after you eat. No, it's not 45 minutes. It's an hour. you got to wait an hour. Or an hour. You know, yeah, you know hour. why don't that happened? Fool of twice Parents dreamed that scam up so they could sit there and have one more cocktail and a heater. Well, I'd like to know, does the guy have an interest? Do you have an interest in a dry ice company? Because that's absolutely boulder dash. There's a million of us, in, not a million, there's a zillion of us out here looking at hail from last night, and you are not going to be able to take dry ice to hail and take the hail out. It just isn't going to happen. Out of the million that's out there, how many standing are waiting for their insurance checks? Well, of course, every single one of them are waiting, as is everybody that's going to be waiting for two weeks Sounds while like we're it's... out there working 24 hours a day to try and get everybody looked at. So what Harrison Sounds is saying... like it's worth a try to me. What Harrison's saying is get your check back and then just go... Pull the dry ice scam and go buy yourself a new TV. <laughs> well, why not just turn it into your insurance company and get paid full retail rather than that and I, then just drive I, it away? I, I, it I, just I, doesn't work. The dry ice just does not work, I, Joe. I, I, I've been doing this for 28 years. Have you ever life. tried the ice trick? It does not work. Have you ever tried it? Oh, I've never personally tried it, but if, if I'm, I've been in the insurance industry for all these years, if that dry ice theory worked, do you not think? that the insurance industry would be out there advocating the use of that because it's obviously got to be a lot less expensive than, than paintless dent removal or know. taking the dents out with a torch and painting the surface. The insurance industry is not stupid. They would go for that in a heartbeat. You'd have drive-in dry ice centers where you'd sit in your car and the dry ice would just like you'd de-ice an airplane if that's the way that that works. I that's don't know. Works. Have some customer out there just try it and then give a call. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, and uh, and uh, thank you. As bicycling has taken the country by storm, I hope you can get up to EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. EcoFun is the home of the Bintelli e-bike, the great electric assist bike with five different levels of assist, so it really looks like you're a racer flying along there, but you're getting a little help from the electric assist. It's fantastic. They also have a great line of scooters that get about 75 miles to the gallon and turn every errand into an adventure. Great stuff for kids, great recreational stuff for kids. Helmets, 
uh, apparel, uh, and a really interesting service operation. If you need some work, Tim sends a truck through town once a day, picks up what you need servicing, takes it back to his shop in Forest Lake, services it, and returns it to you for a nominal fee. It's a really, really great service department. This is EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 because, of course, garage logicians own Highway 61, and we're proud to have EcoFun as part of our string of champions up and down that great thoroughfare. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Chris Miller, he's a GLer. He's also the owner of Aim High Construction, based right here in the Twin Cities. And they can get you a roof or any other thing you might need around your home or office. Uh, we gave Chris uh, at my house the go-ahead to redo our kitchen deck and a retaining wall next to our house. And, boy, we're really excited to see Chris, his project manager, Keith, and the crew get started. I can't wait to supervise. It's going to be a lot of fun. The website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. And, They'll help you with design consultation if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath or finishing off that basement. They've provided great ideas for us, affordable yet functional and very fabulous looking. And don't go thinking that roof job or something else like that might not interest them, whether it's roof, uh, weather-related, shingle damage, or the roof has reached the end of its life cycle. Aim High Construction, they're going to be there and gone in a matter of a few days or less. They want to do your job. Roofing, siding, decks, windows, the list goes on and on. Remodels, kitchens, etc., etc. They're going to do it with pride, skill, and an eye for detail. The website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. That's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Put your project in the hands of someone who really cares about you and your project. It's the GLers at aimhighconstructionmn.com. And as we enter into our final segment for the Best of Garage Logic, I can't really call this podcast number three for the week because it's supposed to remain unnumbered. Uh, back by popular demand, uh, we haven't heard this entire call for a long time. Every once in a while, you'll hear the uh, OnStar ad where Patrick gets stuck in the car wash. But this is the actual full-blown call, the sports segment, where he was literally stuck in a car wash. Uh, let's pick it up with the intro. Here's Patrick Royce. The line, McCarver with the steal. Off to the races against Walker. Drive, lays it up. And in! Shielded Walker with the arm. Goes up and scores off the steal. She's got 26. And again, Coach Cheryl Burnett wants to call timeout. As tonight, Chanel McConnell putting on a show. A Gopher women's basketball highlight right off FM 107. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. I'm in a car wash, Joe. <laughs> Having his time. Why in him. God's name would you get your car washed right now? We got issues. What happened? We got issues. Uh, we got issues. Well, why I thought I was supposed to back out. Would you hit a car? I got my door here. <laughs> I was trying to back out. We got issues. Uh, is that you honking? No, those are That's other people. Me honking. Are you stuck in the car wash? I'm stuck in the car wash. (laughs) 
Joe! We had a story earlier this I'll week. I'll tell you how this comes out tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> what in God's name was that? It makes no sense whatsoever that he would have gone to a car wash in the middle of a snowstorm. Okay, that's the first okay. thing. Okay. The first thing. I'm that, worried now. Wait, no, no, I think he's no. using code language. He's in trouble. We need to call out Spy Force 41. Let's keep a list of what doesn't work here. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Let's start with the weather. One is the weather. The weather is... is you say snowstorm. Okay, call it a snowstorm. You don't get your car washed in a snowstorm. Okay. All right. What else is odd about this situation? Uh, Once we got him on the air. That he... Uh, uh, that he's in a car wash. Yeah. That he says, oh, we have issues. We have issues. Okay. Right. And what does he do? He starts honking. Oh, he started to back up. He started to back up. Okay. This is kind of like the Star Tribune. Point number two, item number two. Do you ever, do you ever, ever, ever Never. back out? Because there's a line of how many why, people. Why, why would he think? Don't back out. Uh, okay. Snowstorm. Don't back out. We have issues. Mm-hmm. And I, I've detected something else. Okay. This could, you re- could we get an audio replay? I believe he said he had his door open. I think I missed that. We got to go audio. Re- oh, uh, my windows were a little foggy, so I couldn't tell whether they wanted me to back out or not. But we're okay now. You got her out of the car wash? Well, not quite, but <laughs> we're very hopeful. Yeah. Pat, Pat, we have a real serious question for you. Yes. Why are you in a car wash? Getting the snow off my car so it won't melt in my garage. Okay. okay. Item number four. Wait a minute. I'm compiling a how, list here. That's cool. how far are you from home? <laughs> Holy cow! Let's see. Just a minute here. What is? He if he doing? calls, just punch him right out. <laughs> Add that to the list. I am worried. I know. I've known this guy a long time. I don't mean to sound alarms, but is he having some senior moments here? This almost sounds like dementia. Yes. But no, seriously, look, okay. you're in a car wash. What was number four that he said, though? We, we gotta... Well, I wanted number four to be that he had his car door open. Okay. But here's number five. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the snow to melt on his garage floor. Okay, snow. I don't care if he's only two blocks from home. He will accumulate... Enough snow in the undercarriage by the time he gets to his garage that he can't possibly avoid having a mess. This makes no sense. He's been captured, I think, by evildoers who are intent on... uh, and this is a code. We're being spoken to in some sort of code here. He's in trouble and I don't know how to get to him. I don't know what to do. <laughs> None of this makes sense. No. As 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 much of a non-car guy as he is. Mm-hmm. He knows enough that you he he should be maybe the only guy in the Twin Cities in a car wash right now. Because this this makes uh this makes no sense whatsoever. 
Did you wish to come on the air? No, no, you don't. You with me? Did you wish to come on the air? Yes. And you are? I'm Mick. Mick? Mick? Uh, yes, I'm Mick. I'm just wondering if the term relapse <laughs> rings any bells with anybody. Just a minute. I think he's calling back. Pat? No snow, and we're breezing right along. No problem. <laughs> are you headed home now? Okay, how far was the car wash from your house? Uh, eight blocks. And, and you think that in that time, you'll put a clean car back in the garage? That's pretty close. Pretty close. Hey, I made a great move today, though. I got on Plymouth Avenue, and the uh, suburbanites don't believe in going down Plymouth Avenue. So that worked out pretty good. Uh-huh. I got home in a little over an hour. Okay. Compared to the rest of these people. Mm-hmm. I gotta put this seatbelt on now, Joe. <laughs> you must still be in the car wash. Okay. <laughs> I have left the car wash, though. So. Although the car wash owner is looking at me with a rather puzzled look on his face. Yeah, I can imagine. Tell him the rook sent you and get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of a circus here. Well, I would say so. Flashing all over the place. Are you off the property of the car wash? I am on the way home, sir. Yeah. Is it snowing, or are you in... Uh... It's snowing, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, I've, I've learned a lesson. I hope so. Never open your door to back up in a car wash when you can't see out the back window. That would be one lesson. <laughs> Haven't you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? Huh? Haven't you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> when they're stuck in the car wash? No, but now I know how he got the episode, the idea for the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, play. Uh, you don't know where to go. I don't. Play. Uh, play is suspended at Tory Pines. Layman has a one-shot lead through sixteen. I'm surprised that the fog is in the late afternoon. I thought it would be in the, uh, you know, in the morning. I have predicted, by the way, that they're going to have a horrible time with the. Uh, with the uh, playing the U.S. Open out there, Tory Pines in a couple of years because of the fog in, right. the in June. Mm-hmm. The June gloom will keep them from teeing off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Timberwolves are uh, somewhere tonight. I think they're at Seattle. I believe they're at Seattle, which is leading the division that they're in, mm-hmm. and by a hefty margin. And right now, the uh, Wolves can't worry about such things as. Uh, divisions they have to worry about getting over 500 and staying there mm-hmm. and uh, uh and the swarm the swarm yeah. downtown st paul tonight baby first yeah. regular season game yeah and of course the two uh title games in football this sunday you will be in pittsburgh for the late I game i will be in pittsburgh uh presumably the uh the uh, blizzard of the century will not obstruct there but in philadelphia so did you leave the paper to go home and then decided to make a pit stop and get the car washed? I was almost home and said, I don't want to drive in the driveway with all this snow on my car and it'll melt all over the place. I'm going to get the car washed. Then you turned around and went back to the car wash. <laughs> I haven't been home yet. But uh, it was an adventure. Hey, oh, shyster, I can't drive up my driveway right now. Your guy hasn't been there. My guy has not been there. Let me tell you something about my guy. He owes me a plow, man. Yeah. This is going to be his season debut. (laughs) (laughs) 
first shot of the year. Uh-huh. Now, do you remember now we have the boat show tomorrow? We do have the boat show, and a uh, uh, good day to get out there and have folks buy a boat. Are you going to buy tomorrow? Well, I, I'm threatening to, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are we going to have our usual guest, the very smug Mr. Warner? I don't know that we're going to have Todd or not, but if he's around, we'd love to talk to him. If if have not, him. I know another guy we can talk to. Have him brag again about how he uh, beat everybody else out for cars. <laughs> no, boats. Boats, I think. <laughs> Boats, cars, what the hell? Same thing. You just get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just keep her up about for another minute so I can make this into a best of sports segment down the road. <laughs> well, why <laughs> do you need see, another minute? I don't even think I got a little nick in here with the thing caught in the car wash, from what I can tell. What got caught? The door. Oh, for Pete's sake. The door, but it was a very strong door. This was this is how they test doors at the... I'll see you in the morning. What an adventure. Sure. Okay. Many calls thanking us that they're uh, they're very upset that they're going home right now and thank you for providing the entertainment. So you and Pat, the way to go. Uh-huh. Ray and Mike of Mosquito Shield want you to decide when you go outside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. These guys are GLers, and they can free your yard of mosquitoes and ticks all summer long, and they continue the servicing until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant in the fall. And they use a proprietary blend invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. You can't buy it at Fratellonis. You can't buy it at Menards. This is special stuff that frees your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. They take great care of you. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do so, as I say, until those mosquitoes die off in the fall. They stand behind their work, too. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they'll do an additional service call at no charge because they want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. In fact, I'll make it this. They want you to choose when it's time to go outside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. You can find them at MoShield.com, M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D, MoShield.com, or give uh, Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556. Everybody's staying at home more than they have. You might as well make it comfortable in your own backyard, free of mosquitoes and ticks because of the work of Ray and Mike at MoShield.com. The 2020 Patriot Ride, it's back for at least one more ride, but it's going to look a lot different this year. Instead of just canceling the ride due to rider demand, everybody said, no, 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 we're going to ride. We're going to ride no matter what. This year, you build the team, or I should say, we build the team, we pick the route, and then we ride. This could be the most epic Patriot Ride ever. Click on PatriotRide.org for more information. It's been around since 2006, and it's always been about thanking the veterans, recognizing servicemen and women, and, of course, honoring fallen soldiers. And this is why the event has meant so much to so many. Throughout the years, countless people have helped bring the community together and show their true patriotism. Patriotism, I can say it. The GL Podcast, they want to thank all the organizers, volunteers, riders, supporters, every single person that has supported the the event year after year. 
And now it's our turn to show them what we've learned. Let's do it. Let's organize our own teams and routes, and let's get out there and ride. The dollars raised by the Patriot Ride, it benefits the Minnesota Patriot Guard, Minnesota's Military Appreciation Fund, and the Minnesota Chapter of Tribute to the Troops. That website again, head to patriotride.org for details and to register yourself, a team, or just donate. That's patriotride.org. All right, that should pretty much do it for this uh, third installment of the Best of Garage Logic podcast. We'd like to thank Fred Aloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Source for sponsoring the podcast, as well as Aquaside. Appreciate their sponsorship of the podcast as well. And don't forget about SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Fewer taxes and higher profits, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Finally, PodMN is the place to find all of your podcasts. Go to PodMN on your smartphone or on your computer. Go to PodMN.com. Again, rookie at garagelogic.com. If you have anything, we produced on the uh, Patrick Car Wash. If you have any suggestions, rookie at garagelogic.com. We've got uh, Thursday and Friday as best of. So they're just around the corner. Pod MN for all of your podcasts, including the one, the only, Table Talk with Rookie's Family. You'll never be the same. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you later.